Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. You're listening to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. I am joined now by a special guest, a former black shirt, a team captain, two-time honorable mention, all Big Ten, third-team all Big Ten as well, former defensive team MVP for the Huskers. All right, Mr. Mo Berry. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Well, good, man. I appreciate you joining me, ladies and gentlemen. He's joining me on the Aloe Fiber VIP line. And I'm, I got one question looking back, and then we're just going to pretend like Michigan never happened. Okay. So Nebraska went into that game, number one rush defense in the country, giving up 46 rush yards a game, and then they give up 249 to Michigan. How does something so drastically different when you, when you go from 46 yards a game to 249? And t- obviously, Michigan's really freaking good. But beyond that, how does something like that happen? And then we're going we're gonna to move past that game. But I want to get your quick thoughts as a former Blackshirt team captain on something like that. Well, first, you know, when, when you're dubbed the number one rushing uh, defense in the country, well, you know, defeating rushing teams, um, uh, outside of Minnesota, which, you know, strength of line has played a great part of their lack to be effective in the run game. I think that, I think that, that was a, a stat that maybe, you know, we should have just like, hey, that's nice to see, but not really take it with um, a huge, um, you know, honor, I guess. Because uh, if, if the question is, was it deserved? Yet, in the, uh, with the strictest schedule and the rushing teams that we face, no, it was that title wasn't deserved yet. So, I mean, first, just saying that. Uh, second, you look at Colorado; they're not. We played a Minnesota, who I thought we did a great job in, um, you know, line to line play. Um, and then you play Colorado, who just doesn't run the ball at all. They're just not really. They like to swing down the outside perimeter and kind of do that on an air raid kind of what a run play is in the air raid offense is a, a swing pass or something in the flats. Um, so that's their run game. Um, then you play law tech and, uh, and, uh, and IU, which again, those teams strength of line play a great part of how we defeated them. So we didn't really play uh, a, a elite rush team or even a, what you would say a good, rushing team so um, I think the surprise 
I don't think I was overly surprised about it because I, I didn't take the ranking as serious as some may. But um, I think that's just what played in. And, and to your point, Michigan is, uh, you know, they're real good uh, run, running team. I think Blake Corn does a real um, great, great uh, job in running, you know, with vision and seeing the holes and being able to make holes and, and uh, it, that's just what happened there. It's just us finally facing a uh, elite running attack. Yeah, when your backup running back is Donovan Edwards, you know you got a pretty good running, uh, running attack yeah. going there for the Wolverines. I did want to get, and I know it's been talked about by a couple other folks, it sticks out to me a ton just how unique it was. Matt Rule coming in on Sunday after the game and – having a full padded practice and a full go, full padded practice. When you and I know that's typically like a light lift and a run and a treatment and a film and, you know, things like that's typically a recovery day. What were kind of your thoughts when you heard uh, what Matt Rule had the, had the team do on Sunday with basically a full padded normal practice? Well, you know, the thing is here, uh, you know, when, pe- when coaches do that, if, if, you know, I played ball and uh, – you know, you you would see it, our coach sometimes switch up the uh, the weekly planning. I think two things could come out out of this. Is, I mean, I, I guess he's trying to instill uh, some toughness um, in his team and try to make sure that you know, hey, the mentality of being tough and having grit, and hey, um, I know you're tired today, but you're going to give it your all type of mentality. But also, I think. On the, on the latter part is, are you changing up the weekly um, schedule or the weekly, uh, some of the things you do weekly because you don't believe in the plan? And sometimes that's what, just thinking about all the times our coaches changed up. After a worst loss like that, after a chaotic loss like that, the worst thing I think as a player is changing up the norm a little bit. Um, I'd say, if you do that, sometimes you seem it, it kind of has a seed of doubt, I think, because if the coaches are not, you you as a player, when you lose like that, you're kind of like, okay, are we on the right track? Like, what what just happened here? Are we just fucking, sorry, <laughs> lack of words. But you're good. We just, you're good. You know, we shit the bed, right? And you kind of say like, okay, um, you look to your leaders, you look to the coaches, okay, are we on the track? So like, what? What do we have to um, do to get back on it? Um, so, I mean, I guess I hope um, the change is just to kind of rattle the cages and make them respond, maybe, you know, have another stimuli there to make them, uh, you know, change, have a change of uh, a mind and heart. But I just hope it's not because of the plan that was in place was just not the right plan for the team. And I hope that the team doesn't think that as well because sometimes that leads to doubt um, and leadership changes after a loss like that. Yeah, the other thing that stuck out to me about it was this is a short week. So you're adding an extra physical day on a short week. So for me, I think this is a bigger picture thing for Matt Rule, in my opinion. Um, I think for him, he's, he's setting a tone. He's sending a message. More so, and obviously Nebraska needs to come out and play well tonight. That's been discussed uh, previously with myself and others, others around here as well. But I think for him it's kind of a big picture, sending a message, sending a tone type deal. But, you know, you kind of messaged, uh, you mentioned 
the coaches that you played for. So you played for Scott Frost. I just got a couple of quick questions on Scott, and then we'll we'll talk about Illinois. What was it like playing for Coach Frost? Because when, you know, when he came in, it was such a whirlwind, so much hype, so excitement. And then obviously, as things went along, it didn't go how everyone had hoped. But what was it like playing for Frost? Well, you know, speaking candidly, I think when he came in, um, yeah, I couldn't just. I mean, you couldn't feel the the energy. The, the emotion, emotional change from the Riley staff to him, I, I felt like, you know, I was very excited, and I think a lot of our players were as well. And, you know, that I remember that first offseason, how insanely challenging it was. Um, and, you know, we were running a lot, we were lifting a lot, we were building, you know, power, let's say that. Not, not just a speed team, not just a muscle team, we were building a powerful team. Um, and you could see that the, I guess what, what led to our demise in that season was just bad, um, transitional players. And when I say transition players from one staff to another, maybe a lot of guys that didn't buy into, um, what he was coaching or, uh, maybe just some bad apples that shouldn't be on the team. Um, and I would give him that excuse for that a year because I, did truly believe, and I, I knew he had um, that we were coached well, and we were definitely working as hard as possible as we could that year. And I think the plan was executed well that year from a coaching standpoint. Um, the response from some players weren't there, and that's that's what led to you know losses, close losses, um, you know boneheaded losses, and stuff like that of that year. Moving forward. Um, you know, I just think it was, uh, you kind of see the shift. I always judge it from that first year. Cause that first year, like I said, we worked insanely hard. And I knew if we couldn't uh, continue working just like this and had more attention to detail, we were going to, you know, whether it was with my senior class or the next senior class, something was going to happen that was going to be very positive for Husker Nation. But it just seemed like after then, attention to, to or that approach, kind of died down that fire that you know gusto um it, it was not there um like it was in year one and i don't know what happened then i just thought uh it just kept on tapering down and then watching and hearing uh from players after i played uh it just seemed like that was the case so it's, it's just an odd thing how that happened why do you think early on players didn't buy in like frost was not only the hottest coaching hire for Nebraska, he was the hottest, you know, candidate in the entire country. So you would think that he would get the benefit of the doubt times about 50 with players in the team that he's joining. And then you add in what he's done at the University of Nebraska as a player and everything. Why do you think more players didn't buy in that first year? Well, you know, when you have a new coach, it's a, it's, as a player from the player standpoint, there's a lot of fear. Um, and, and there's a lot of hope. Some players have a hope hopeful mindset because maybe what they had with the other coach was just not uh, a good experience. So they're hoping that something else is going to be different with this coach. And then you have another side where, um, you know, guys feel like they were they're almost entitled or they, they felt like they deserved or they deserve to be a starter or, you know, deserve to be the next man up. And then it's like, oh, man, this coach is not going to see all the work I put in or, um, 
the reason why I deserve to be there. So, you know, entitlement. Um, and those players, they take it, uh, you know, when Coach came in, he rattled the cages. So, again, a lot of stimuli. I mean, we're, we're doing things differently. And it's a way different approach to what we were doing before. So it's like, uh, to them, I think maybe fear, maybe um, that I think fear and maybe entitlement is what made them not, um, you know, buy into everything he had to say. But I would say that was definitely the reason why we didn't win that season. Okay. And you said you really didn't know why. And, it, you know, maybe you have kind of an idea or a guess or if you don't want to speculate at all, that's fine. But it was interesting because I did notice um, – as Scott was here longer and longer, you know, like you mentioned, kind of that attention to detail. And I, I honestly wasn't around Scott a ton. The longer he was here, the less less I tended to be around him. That's just the way it worked out. So I can't say that I spent a ton of time around him past year one, year two. But you have any idea why maybe that attention to detail wasn't quite the same? And honestly, this isn't what I planned on asking you, but it's just kind of interesting to me. So I'm sure some fans out there find it interesting too. Well, I mean, I... You know, and that, I don't know what's happening, um, you know, in the coaching rooms or what hadn't happened there. I just know that uh, I just didn't seem, um, I would say maybe senior year, you know, you kind of, you kind of have the, I remember year two kind of had that feeling like, okay, we're playing, this is not, we're not trying to be the best we're trying to be this year. I think it's the plan is to be the best after this year, you know, kind of mindset. And, you know, when when that happens, uh, I think that's when when you feel like, hey, coaches are, you know, maybe trying to prep the next class more than the class now. That this year is not, you know, win all uh, type of year. When you know stuff like that, when you feel like, okay, the planning is in the future and not in the now. I think that's when uh, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot because then now. Um, now you just not get you didn't get better that year, um, and and maybe you formed bad habits that year, or maybe you know maybe you caused senior class uh, leaders to kind of turn on their coaches, and then they kind of put that seed of doubt into the next generation. So it's just I think um, it, uh, to answer your question, I just think it was just a lot of future planning and. And maybe it wasn't like, hey, this year, you know, do or die type of year. We got to win today. Um, I didn't. I didn't really feel. I didn't feel that my senior year, to be very honest, in that. But uh, I think that kind of created a lot of resentment, and and maybe I can't speak for what was going on in the coaching room because I was not in the coaching room. But I could speak from uh, maybe the feelings that were happening in the locker room. I got you. That makes sense. So if you're a senior, so to speak, you know, and you feel like the team's being built for the future, not necessarily prioritizing the now, that could be frustrating because it's your last year there. And then if you're feeling frustrated, maybe you're you're a leader on the team that breeds into younger players, which also affects the future. So, you know, that that is an inadvertent way of, you know, maybe creating not entirely the best culture, whether it was intended or not, but that makes sense. But let, let's go to the now. I've been promised it the whole interview. Sorry, it took so long, but that is interesting stuff. So final two questions I got for you. What are you doing now? Because I know you, you got a lot of things that you're doing business-wise. I see your Facebook post, Twitter post. You're doing a lot of big things. So what are you doing now? And then what's your score prediction for tonight's game, Nebraska-Illinois? 
Okay. Uh, well, now I am uh, the VP at Lean Associates Commercial Real Estate, so I help uh, facilitate facilitate a real estate transaction and multifamily multifamily industrial retail spaces. And then also I have a you know side business, Love Tour Property Investments, which uh, we we flip homes. Um, you know uh, we buy distressed. Uh, properties we fix them up in the Omaha Lincoln um, areas and uh, you know we sell them for a profit there so right now I'm actually doing uh, four projects and uh, for laboratory and we have um, a lot of other uh, multifamily uh, you know um, I'm fixing to buy uh, three fourplexes in Lincoln and uh, we're also going to close on uh, a land deal in Palmyra where it's going to be a wedding venue. So that's what I'm doing, uh, raising my three-year-old, Mia, um, and I am fixing to get married next year to, to my fiancé, Madison Kultushak. So it's, it's life is happening, uh, adulting, um, and I'm just <laughs> been blessed to be uh, supported by, um, you know, the Nebraskans, uh, both in Omaha and in Lincoln, and uh, it's just been great. Well, congratulations on a successful lifing and adulting. Uh, I see your stuff all the time. You're doing some some awesome stuff. Do you have a score prediction for the game tonight? Ooh, I, this one is so uh, it's difficult to gauge just because Illinois is not good. Um, you know, isn't what happened with Purdue, and everyone knows that you can't sleep on Purdue because that's just one of those programs that have a knack of uh, making, you know, playing different week to week, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Illinois coach, well, we know Randy Uma is a fantastic coach. Um, and that, to me, that's um, – and then they're, they're playing well in defense. To me, that's maybe what gives me just a, a slight edge just because he's been with a team – and um, they're playing well in defense. They have a, a dual-threat quarterback that could both run, throw, and maybe give the defense, um, you know, some trouble within the, the red zone as well. I think that that quarterback might make, uh, you know, some points happen where, you know, the one-dimensional teams we faced who were able to kind of shut them down in a, in a red zone. So I would say that, uh, you know, maybe – a. 18-21 score, Illinois might be the case, or it might be 18-21 Nebraska. But I think it's going to be a close game. We're going to score a little bit. They're going to score a little bit. And, um, you know, 18-21 uh, for some reason is where I'm at. Uh, you got to give me a winner, though. You got to make. You got to declare <laughs> a winner, dude. Who you got? All right. So, since I'm a Husker, let's go with Nebraska. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be – surprise if it wasn't today all right man i appreciate you joining me continue to dominate lifing and adulting and congratulations on your engagement as well my friend yes sir thank you adam all right don't go anywhere husky nation we'll be right back with the people segment
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.